Our Denver Broncos position preview leading up to NFL training camp continues with the running back position at the central focus. We break down the key additions, key losses in the offseason, and we project what the roster will look like, which running backs will play a role, and could the Denver Broncos keep four running backs on their active roster in 2021? I'm Cody Orr, host of Lockdown Broncos, director of video content at Pro Football Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Orr NFL. But we're going to break all this action down on today's episode, Locked. On Broncos. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos Podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Starting things off with the running back position for the Denver Broncos, we look at the key additions and subtractions of this team in the offseason. The one departure that everybody's going to be talking about, and I think Broncos fans are going to keep an eye on him, is Philip Lindsay. He's now a Houston Texan, and I think that the conversation that was really to be had about Philip Lindsay was regarding his role and maybe how he could be utilized in this offense even more. Because I think really in 2020, when we go back in retrospect, we really talked about how Philip Lindsay needs to be involved in the passing game a lot more. And there were concerns over maybe his hands, the ability, you know, his drops and not utilizing him on screen plays. So really for the Pat Shermer offense for Philip Lindsay, it was more revolved around running the football. And that made it easier for defenses to pick up on. So George Payton coming in as the general manager, he did a cost evaluation on every position for this Broncos football team before he made any personnel decisions. And he said, okay, look, the running back position, we like what Philip Lindsay can do. But the reality is he's probably not going to play too much here in the system. So the Broncos allowed Philip Lindsay to go elsewhere. They did right by him. And it's one thing I really respected about George Payton. They allowed him to go out there and make more money elsewhere. And so we'll see how things pay off for Phil in Houston. But the real focus is the Broncos did bring in a running back as a, one of the key additions, and that is Mike Boone, obviously a key special teams player for the Minnesota Vikings, but also for the Vikings. He provided some relief in a fashion when Dalvin Cook got injured and Madison got injured at some points. He would come in and he would provide a little bit of a boost in the running game. I mean, he's flashy. He's the one guy that's going to stick his foot in the ground or the turf, and he's going to get north-south. He's never really this east-west runner. You see a lot of that at, at the collegiate level from a lot of these backs coming in. You see a lot of emphasis on running side to side, but the reality is you always want to go forward, especially if you're a running back. And so I think for Mike Boone, he's that, I don't know, he, he might be an unknown weapon right now. He might be a versatile guy that we have no idea what he can do, but I do want to say on the film review that I did of him, he's a guy that is going to plant his foot. He's going to make that one cut and he's going to go, and he's got burst to him. He's also sizable. He's 5'10", 210 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got a bulky frame to him. So you consider him as one of those additions. He will be playing a prominent role from the very beginning for the Broncos on special teams, but he's also in that consideration right now, I think, to be in the rotation for a running back. This could be the first year where we really see the Broncos utilize a running back by committee approach, which they haven't done, despite the fact that they've had talent. You know, I felt like they really should have done that with Melvin Gordon, Royce Freeman, and Phillip Lindsay. They should have used more than just one back, and that was really an issue for the Broncos down the stretch. That's why they struggled running the football consistently. They didn't really have a set identity. Everybody knew that Melvin Gordon is probably the, the Broncos' best tailback in 2020 based on his production and his utilization rate. He was the best back, so 
really teams try to figure out, okay, how can we stop Melvin Gordon? They weren't really too concerned about trying to figure out how to stop Philip Lindsay because they knew when Phil was in the game, they'd run the ball. So Mike Boone, he's going to be a little bit of that thunder and lightning type of back for the Broncos. I'm really intrigued to see how things shake out. I gave a bold prediction, I think a few months ago on lockdown Broncos that Boone and Javante Williams, they might actually be the one and two tailback in 2022, depending on how things go this season with Melvin Gordon. So our next addition at the running back position this offseason, that is obviously Javante Williams. Pookie, he has yet to sign his rookie contract just yet. That's obviously in the works for the Broncos and him. Uh, obviously, a lot can change by the time this episode drops. But as of right now, that's the current storyline and situation with that. But he's been a big factor at Broncos rookie minicamp and also at Broncos mandatory minicamp and voluntary OTAs. He's been in attendance despite the fact he did not have his contract signed just yet. So, I mean, I think that tells you all you need to know about Javante Williams, but his size, his physicality as a runner. I mean, he's a guy that runs like C.J. Anderson, and he's elusive in a sense. And he's not, a, I'd say he's faster than C.J. Anderson, but he's more he's just as physical as C.J. Anderson was for the Broncos. So he's going to lower his shoulder into defenders, and he's going to keep his feet churning, which is why I think Curtis Mockins did a lot of background leading up to the NFL draft process. We got to see it on the Behind the Broncos documentary. Javante Williams was a great pickup for this Broncos organization. He's going to play a lot here in 2021, but he is one of those key additions that we're talking about. And I think that for the Broncos offense in general, when you look at how Pat Shermer can utilize tailbacks, I think even more so than he has so far in Denver, it gives the Broncos more opportunities to be flexible on the offensive side of the ball, regardless of who is at quarterback. I think we're going to open things up a little bit more in a conversation coming up here in a moment where we take a look at all the running backs that are currently on this Broncos roster as is. But before we get into that conversation, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That is our good friends over there at BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. You get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Taking a look now at every running back that is on the Denver Broncos roster as it stands heading into training camp here at the end of July at the UCL Training Center, where we are going to be front and center watching the running back competition between Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Mike Boone, Royce Freeman. I mean, I already named the backs there, but let's take a look. The Broncos right now, I believe they have five total running backs on the roster, six running backs on the roster when you consider uh, Demaria Crockett out of Missouri. So taking a look at things here, starting things off with Levante Bellamy, obviously a player who impressed in the training camp portion for the Broncos. He intrigued them enough in training camp practices. They wanted to get him on the practice squad. He was able to make it. He saw some action in the NFL regular season due to some of the injuries that the Broncos had, obviously, with Melvin Gordon dealing with some injuries from time to time. Philip Lindsay being out with a knee injury. We saw a lot more of Levante Bellamy down the final stretch of the season. But for Bellamy, you know, I don't know what his prospects are here for this Broncos football team here in 2021, considering the Broncos added Javante Williams and Mike Boone. I think it makes Bellamy's climb a lot more difficult to make the Broncos roster unless he's a key contributor on special teams. But ideally, when you look at the Broncos, you're not going to need more than four running backs. I mean, four, I think, would be the absolute maximum. That might even be a stretch there. So Bellamy, more than likely, is going to get some run in the NFL preseason. But 
I don't expect him to be on the Broncos roster in 2021 unless it's on the practice squad. It's just really hard to see at this point, barring something very significant or uncircumstantial for the Broncos in terms of maybe the injury department. If a key back gets hurt, I just don't see Bellamy being on this roster in 2021. I'll dive into that a little bit later on as we get throughout the show here. But moving on now to Mike Boone, I mean, even talking about him, he's a fourth year player out of Cincinnati. He is five foot 10, 206 pounds. Bellamy, going back in comparison, is 5'10, 190 pounds, a second year player out of Western Michigan. Boone probably has the most upside right now between the two. And I think a lot of that stems from what George Payton and his role as a player evaluator in terms of personnel. He knows what Mike Boone could bring to the table. And Mike Boone's highlights some of his big plays. He is a guy that can help out in pass protection. He's also a guy that can hit his foot in the dirt and get forward. And he can get you 20 yards. He's a burstful guy. He understands how to manipulate defenses, takes the right angles. And I think that Boone is going to be one of those underrated guys. And, you know, Coach Fangio, everybody on the Broncos coaching staff and even players, they call him Booney. Uh, so he puts on his hard hat every single day. He's a fun player to watch, and I'm excited to see maybe what he could do for this Denver Broncos team coming up here in 2021. So keep an eye on him. Our next player we're going to be focusing on is Demaria Crockett. He's a running back, first-year player out of Missouri, 5'11", 225 pounds, so a little bit of a bulkier back. I know he was banged up in Broncos minicamp and some of the OTA practices. Outside of maybe preseason prospects, I just don't see Crockett being on the, the list for the Broncos. And if the, you know, there's going to be one running back on the practice squad, it's more than likely going to be between Levante Bellamy and Crockett. And I think I'd give the hand to Bellamy because we've seen a little bit more from him at this point in time in comparison to Crockett. But obviously the Mizzou ties, look, I'm a Mizzou grad too. I got my master's from Mizzou. Always like seeing Mizzou players succeed. I just don't think that Crockett's going to really be in the plans for what the Broncos have. But in training camp, you don't want your tailbacks, you don't want your key backs to get all this wear and tear in the training camp process, especially when you're going to be having scripted practices, joint practices with the Minnesota Vikings. You just don't want to have that cross blend there of those guys getting a lot of those reps and maybe getting banged up. So you need to have at least five or six backs in training camp. And obviously a couple of them are going to be cut. Three could be cut for the Broncos and Debra could roll into the season with three as is. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. The real story that I'm intrigued about too with the Broncos running back unit is Royce Freeman. Obviously for him, a fourth year player out of the University of Oregon. I was super excited when the Broncos drafted Royce Freeman several years ago. And I always felt like he was going to have a role in the Broncos offense. We saw a little bit of that his rookie season. I mean, he and Philip Lindsay at one point, they had a, a few games stretched there where they looked like a really dominant duo. I mean, they had, a, I believe, both had 100 yards rushing against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Kansas City Chiefs game, we saw them both step up in a big way because Philip Lindsay was the flashy guy, the speed guy that was going to burn you. Royce Freeman is the guy that's going to run through you, and he's going to break multiple tackles. And then we just didn't see anything formulate that because of a variety of different injuries. Royce Freeman has battled some injuries over the course of his career, but here in 2020, what we last saw from him he was healthy for the most part, and I think that anytime he got into the game, I believe every time he had a rep, he had a carry, and whatever game he played in, he had at least a 12 to 15-yard rush in each of the games that he played in, and I think that was a big overlooked factor for Royce Freeman in 2020 because he wasn't being utilized a lot because obviously there was an ongoing competition between Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. I mean, to the point where both of those running backs, they didn't want to list a starter because I don't, I don't know if it was a feelings thing. I don't know what the whole thought process was, but – both players started week one against the Tennessee Titans. They were on the field at the same exact time together in the first offensive series. Phil goes down with a turf toe injury, and then he misses several games. 
And then he comes back against the New England Patriots, and Melvin Gordon doesn't play that game against the Patriots. So you see Royce Freeman, you see Philip Lindsay getting some run against New England and breaking off some big runs, especially on some counter plays. And I think the Broncos really could utilize Royce Freeman on those counter plays, on those inside zone plays, because he's a bigger back. How much of that will factor into 2021, though? We're going to get into that conversation a little bit later, but it's going to be an uphill climb for Royce Freeman. Look, I, I love Royce. I've been very outspoken about my support of Royce Freeman and how I felt like he needed to be utilized even more. But the Broncos moves of drafting a tailback, having Melvin Gordon back on the roster for another year, signing a running back in free agency, it really kind of puts the writing on the wall. I don't know where the Broncos are going in terms of running back, in terms of how many guys are going to carry on the roster. That's another discussion that we're going to have here. But Royce Freeman, I feel like, is going to be one of those players that the Broncos let him go. He's going to go to another team, and he's going to have massive success. I have a really strong gut feeling about that regarding Royce. So my hope is that he can stay in Denver another year and find a way to contribute if the Broncos do, in fact, go to a by-committee approach, which, in my opinion, it wouldn't hurt the offense one bit to do that. I think it gives them more flexibility to open things up in Pat Shermer's offense. But that's just my opinion. Melvin Gordon, obviously, back for one more year. He's got one year left on his deal. He's looking to maybe get another contract with the Broncos. But, you know, he's obviously the most experienced and probably well-versed back that the Broncos have on the roster right now. When we talk about his ability to catch passes out of the backfield, swing routes, wheel routes, screen plays, even angle routes, Melvin Gordon was utilized as a receiver for the Broncos in 2020. The evident concern for him is that he has to clean up his fumbles and has to clean up a couple of drops there. Ball security is the most important thing. And I would say outside of that, that's the one area of his game that really hurts him is ball security. He's pretty good in pass protection. He's a great chip release guy. He's also a guy that's going to keep his feet churning. Now, I think Broncos fans could all agree when you're picking up a first down and if you have a lead in a game, especially against the Las Vegas Raiders, stay in bounds. That was one of the most baffling decisions, a couple of decisions that I saw from Melvin Gordon last year. And I think it really kind of soured, I think, the perspective of Broncos fans. But Gordon has been really focused this offseason. I mean, he has been training at a very unreal level. He's coming in light. He cut his hair and he says he feels really great. So we want to see him maintain that throughout camp. Gordon is an electric back for the Broncos, and I think he could be utilized even more this upcoming season. However, a lot of it's going to depend on how well he can protect the football, something that he's continuously working on. So that is the Broncos running back position. Obviously, Javante Williams, another guy, too, I think that has an opportunity to compete with Melvin Gordon to maybe push him for a primary share of the, the carries in 2021. I mean, there's a real opportunity there. Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer, they touched on a little bit, but they said it's ongoing between Gordon, between Javante Williams, and even Mike Boone. I did, we didn't hear Vic Fangio mention Royce Freeman, which gives me the concern that he might not be on this roster after the training camp cuts do happen preseason. So I think it's really going to be a three-man race for the Broncos. But we're going to get into the conversation coming up here in just a moment as to whether or not the Broncos would be best suited to keep four running backs on the active roster. We're going to get to that conversation coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's a good friends over there at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that is out there on the market today. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. My personal favorite, the peanut butter brownie flavor is delicious. It's that perfect punch of peanut butter and brownie taste, and it tastes legitimately just like a candy bar. Not only are Built Bars 
Great tasting. They're also healthy for you as well. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. That is the perfect combination of something that tastes damn good and also gives you a little bit of boost to get through your day. I use it every single day. I keep them in my fridge, in my freezer from time to time, and I always take a bite when I need a little bit of a pick-me-up. And I want you to get your hands on a box of Bilt Bar today by going to BiltBar.com. And when you go to checkout, make sure you enter promo code LOCK15. That's going to give you 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. All right, Broncos country, jumping into the fourth quarter action of today's episode of the show. Just a reminder, we're inching closer and closer to 4,000 total subscribers on the YouTube channel. Episodes will post every single day at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, so you'll get Monday's episode on Sunday. A little bit of an early preview to what you're going to get on Monday in terms of the audio podcasting format, but our video content is aimed specifically at more engagement with you, the listeners, and the viewers of the show. If you have any Broncos questions or thoughts, you can interact in the comment section down below. I always respond to every single one. If you want to email me one-on-one, Cody at CodyWorkNFL.com. You can get in contact with me on Twitter at CodyWorkNFL, but it is important to me to interact with everybody in Broncos country. And so with that said, we're going to continue our conversation here about the Broncos running back position preview heading up into NFL training camp. Now, we went over all the running backs as is. We've talked a little bit about the inclination of getting these running backs more utilized in Pat Shermer's offensive scheme. Now we talk about the projections of the roster, maybe even player productivity projections. And I'm eager for your comments in the YouTube section down below as to how you think things are going to play out. But I wanted to throw the question out there. Could the Denver Broncos host four running backs on the active roster here in 2021? I think there's a distinct possibility when you look at the history of George Payton, Minnesota historically over the last few seasons, they've kept four running backs on the 53. Will that change? Will that be a philosophy change or a shift for the Broncos this upcoming season? I'm not quite sure. And the reason I say that is because the Broncos, when you look at them in comparison to Minnesota, they have more talent at wide receiver in terms of overall numbers. Yes, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson are studs. Those are two players. But the Broncos, they have four to five, maybe five to six total studs at the wide receiver position that will contribute. So we're going to see Denver, I think, preferably carry more wide receivers on the roster than we do running backs or DBs. I think that for the running back position, there's a chance that four could be carried on, but it doesn't seem like that based on the comments that Vic Fangio has made, specifically not even mentioning Royce Freeman in some of his press conferences when he's been asked about the running back position. So I think it's going to be Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, and Mike Boone, and one player on the practice squad. Now, I think in the preseason, one thing the Broncos may do in playing Royce Freeman a little bit more, I don't know if they're going to play Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams too much, right? They're going to get action, but I think that Royce Freeman is probably going to see a majority of the action out of all the Broncos tailbacks alongside Mike Boone and Levante Bellamy. I think we're going to see a primary combination of those three more so than Williams and also Melvin Gordon because those are the two projected one-two punches for the Broncos here this upcoming season. I think that we're going to see Royce Freeman try to improve his value in a sense where maybe teams will inquire about trading for Royce Freeman. I think the Broncos have interest in dealing Freeman, but I don't think if, if you're going to get rid of Royce Freeman, I don't think cutting him outright is going to be the answer because you're not going to get anything for him. Like I mentioned earlier, I think he's going to go on to another NFL team. He's going to have massive success and he might be in a system that's more inclined to, you know, better suit his skill set as a physical runner and a guy who can contribute out of the backfield. I mean, he's a guy that can catch, you know, a couple of years ago, he led the Broncos in terms of out of all their running backs out of receptions total. So he has that value that he can contribute for another NFL team. But the question is, can the Broncos allow him to drive up his trade value? And then maybe you can get a sixth round, maybe a seventh round pick, because having more capital is always good, as we've seen with the Broncos and George Payton. 
there's been an emphasis on obtaining as much capital as possible. I mean, the Broncos, they ended up with 10 overall draft picks in George Payton's first draft as a GM because of maneuvering and wheeling at Dylan. So, so I do imagine that Royce Freeman will get a majority of the carries in the NFL preseason, specifically from the point that the Broncos want to increase his trade value. That might be the reality that we see. But then again, I could be completely shocked. This is just my opinion. There's no speculation. There's no information on this at any point in time, according to any sources that I've talked to. I just have a feeling that's going to be the more likely scenario with Rolls-Royce in 2021. Now, in terms of production, I think Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, if they really go with a split share between those two, I think that there's an opportunity that both of those backs might have a chance to surpass the thousand yards rushing, which I think would also be kind of a stretch. And, and I just realized that as I said it, because you have to do so much, especially if you're going to get one running back that has a thousand yards rushing. I mean, it's really hard to get them to two, but if the Broncos, if their emphasis and their focus on their offensive identity is to really build the running game, and if that can have success and can take off, it's certainly possible, but that is a big if. That's also contingent upon offensive line health. Can the offensive line stay healthy from Garrett Bowles, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, or Quinn Miners, whoever starts there, Graham Glasgow at the right guard position, and who's going to be that right tackle? I think the Broncos need to find a way to be able to run the ball effectively on the left side and the right side, and you have to be able to do that. Denver, I think last year, they were better suited running the ball to the right side of the field rather than the left side last year because oftentimes when you're running left, you're pulling somebody from the right side to the left side. So I think that the Broncos have to find a guy that's multifaceted at right tackle to where Denver can maybe be consistent, and it's going to be harder for defensive teams to stop the Broncos' rushing attack if they're really good at running to either side of the field or even on the middle. And I would like to see the Broncos have an emphasis on maybe getting positive yards on first down rather than going backwards. Everybody, I think, picked up on the tendency last year, first and 10, the Broncos would try to run it on the inside, and all of a sudden you'd see a little bit of a pushback from the defensive line, and that's why you'd start off having a second and 12 or a second and 13. And then when you try to run to the outside, usually people are playing really disciplined on the edge at the very beginning of the game. That's why we saw the Broncos go backwards so many times. You can't go backwards anymore. I think with a combination of Melvin Gordon, with Mike Boone and Javante Williams, Denver has the formula to be very successful as an offensive running football team. They have to get there, though. I get it. Yes, you have all these wide receiving weapons, but help make it easier for the quarterback. Help make those opportunities that they're going to see as receivers even more amplified by being able to run the ball because defenses will then be forced to play you honestly. And in the NFL, that is the most important game of it all. If you can force the defense to play honest and not try to cheat their looks, you're going to have opportunities to pick apart whatever level of the field that you want to, whether it be the short, the intermediate, or the deep areas where the safeties and the corners cover, you can find a way to take advantage. That's why Kansas City has so much success. They're not just this great passing team. They're also a pretty damn good rushing team, and they have a back, and they really did this with Clyde Edwards-E there. Le'Veon Bell didn't do too much for Kansas City, but Denver has three backs. I think it could get the job done here in 2021. But Broncos country, that will conclude today's episode. Lockdown Broncos here on your favorite podcast provider. Just a reminder of the rest of the week and heading into the next couple of weeks, we'll only have three episodes per week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast as I'm going on vacation. So if you go on Thursday or Friday, you don't see an episode of the show. That is why I just wanted to communicate that with all of you listeners. Looking forward to being back to five days a week following the second week of July when I'll be back from vacation. But with that said, Broncos country, let me know what you think about the Broncos running back position heading into training camp and before the 2021 NFL season. Let me know in the comments down below what you think, who you want to make the roster, and even some of your projections about maybe player productivity, what kind of stat lines are realistic for the Broncos rushers in 2021. With that said, I'm Cody Orokos of the show. We'll see you tomorrow for another episode, Locked On Broncos, where we're going to talk about 
the Broncos wide receiver position heading into training camp.